this week uh, in Bachelor Nation started a little. Um, it was a good. I think it was a good conversation. If you want to, had a lot of good chats, and it's literally been just like that train rolling since Tuesday of last week. Crazy shit. I mean, like before we even get into the episode. We had a full Twitter storm from Dylan Barber. If you remember him from Last Paradise, he was the one who ended up with Hannah G, the cute little cupie doll that we all love. Yeah, she has <laughs> the big eyeballs. Big eyes. Like, she's just a little cutie. But, like, he had a good edit. But he's been through this experience. He's watching these poor people on Matt James's season just being, like, the full trauma train rolling through town. And was like, yeah, guys, this is bad for everyone like production doesn't care about you they want to get your story and kind of kick you to the curb and we have heard from Dylan and now we have seen that over and over and over and over and over again happen every day with like this weird Rachel drama which like I mean it is just I want to unpack all like the love and relationship and things of that sort but like production is just making us so unhappy (laughs) there's a lot going on with the production that's my cat (laughs) yeah no there's just so much weird stuff with production I mean obviously Dylan was speaking out about the mistreatment of cast members all over like there's no mental health resources for them they're put into very big spotlights a lot of them who are not prepared for what being a public figure looks like and feels like and well, yeah and like also they don't have what they don't know what that feels like and then their experiences show to the world in such a different way of what they even feel. thought that now they have new fresh haters they have I mean it it's a complete overwhelm yeah it's I mean it's a lot to deal with and then uh, Rachel who is kind of the big firestorm that's happening right now where in 2018 she went to a old south ball I think is what they called it um yeah it's It's like it's a fraternity party that's like based in like celebrating antebellum south yeah like south pride which South Pride is heavily rooted in racist beliefs that the South should have won, that they were right, and that is in The South will rise again is them saying, like, slavery will absolutely be a cute, fun thing that we implement. Because, yeah, yeah, the, the people celebrating it are not the people who would be enslaved. Like, let's be honest, they are the people in power, and that's why they love it. Yeah. I was, I mean, there's like, there's been a ton of like outside sources of the bachelor world that I've had to like pay attention to this week, reality, Steve and, um, Ashley Spivey went live yesterday just to talk about the Rachel. I think they were assuming that like her statement would be imminent. So they had like some tea to spill. Ashley Spivey is just I mean, she's my favorite person. If you guys aren't following her already, she was on Brad Womack season and she has been like a source of just like good anti-racism, good feminism in the world of The Bachelor. She, I mean, laid it out 
okay, so I kind of forgot where my train of thought was, but they just had a lot to say, like Ashley Spivey was talking about, like when you reference antebellum, antebellum is that period before slavery. Like that's like the beautiful portion of like the South. Like we talk about like this precious period because not a lot of them had to work. The Southern Bell, this is what I was getting to. The Southern Bell is this very interesting figure in history. This is like the dress, all the dress that the women are wearing, Rachel and all her friends. Like when you go to the, the, when you go to like this KA fraternity Old South party, like you dress up in the period um, a Southern belt is a racist figure because in everywhere else in America where slavery wasn't a thing, the tasks of the housekeeping fell on the women. So they didn't have a luxurious life. They didn't have the time or ability to put their feet up. So like when you dress up as a woman who's completely kept and don't have to do a lot of work, just so you know, that's because the slaves were doing the work. Mm-hmm. Like you may not know I feel bad for Rachel because she is pretty young and like she just, I mean, I went out on a date with this girl last week who she's from LSU. She was like, yeah, growing up in college, like you wanted to be invited to the old South party. Like you had made it. That was like your social calendar. Like you've done it. You got invited to this frat party. And so of course, like, you're just going to be like thinking about your clout and like the fun things you get to do and like go dress up with your friends and get wasted and da, 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 da. And you don't necessarily know that everything you're doing is like a huge, big racist fuck you to an entire group of people. Yeah. Um, but now that all this information is released, I know there's been like all this back and forth, like don't come for Rachel and don't attack her. But it's like, uh, she people need to be speaking about what this stuff means to them because she needs to have the information to better herself. Like, how is she gonna learn that this is wrong if no one like brings it up? I'm not saying go to her page and be like, hey, you racist fuck. (laughs) I heard this and this and this about you, but like, it's not completely crazy to be holding her accountable. It's not completely crazy to be like, hey, this is the implication of the thing the actions and your behaviors like uh, there's such a difference and we're having we're getting like a big white fragility response oh i think across the board with a lot of these contestants i mean mj turned the comments off or or limited the comments on most of her posts because she doesn't want to hear people telling her that she did that she did like bullying behavior or mean girl stuff it's like a lack of wanting to be held accountable I don't I didn't I mean but like I will say I'm not gonna play devil's advocate but like there is a there is a portion that is just straight up trolling in the comments and then there's a portion of like holding accountable I don't think anyone that's coming to your page and writing in your comments like Hey, you big fat bully. I don't know what they're even saying to her. Yeah. I mean, I, I just kind of glanced through MJ's stuff and um, most of her comments were like, yeah, you're a boss bitch. Like way to tell everybody. Like it, it was a lot of bolstering her behavior and there was no like, hey, uh, what you said wasn't great. Like I felt triggered by this or, you know, just like coming to her as a human being and communicating like how her comments made you feel. It's like, I don't know if she would even allow that 
because it was all just like, damn girl, you tell them like they ain't ready for that. Like uh, those, the, those are the comments that she's approving. Yeah. It was just kind of gross. That's tricky. It's really tricky. And I know in the time of social media, like cancel culture and like beat the woke police, like, and all that stuff. Like, I know it's hard. Like, and I, if I was a public figure, I would have been held accountable for some things, right? Like, but uh, this world has gotten so backwards. I don't even know where I stand at this point. Like, don't go bully these people, but also we need to help hold them accountable. Like hold, hold people accountable. I mean, don't follow them if they don't have your ideals, I think is a big thing because I think that these people really uh, thrive off of the attention and the, just the likes, the follows, the validation of that. So when you stop engaging in their stuff, I think it does send a message. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, I think that we should practice extra kindness is a big thing. Like, especially to people who have a different viewpoint or maybe don't see your point of view. I think when you reach out to somebody with kindness and just say, Hey, this, when you did this, it hurt me. And here's why. And just explaining it from your point of view, instead of just getting very like, you fucking suck. And like, how fucking dare you? Like when you come at people in a really aggressive way, it really puts them on the defensive. So well, like, what a funny reaction to being like, you had bad behavior. And so I'm going to come for you so hard. It's like, I'm going to make you fucking cry. Nothing from the bad showing of these like mean women. Like when you tell people kill yourself, (laughs) if it's too far. You're no better. No. It's really not our place to say those things. Like nobody, nobody has that right to say things like that. So, but I do think, I mean, if you look at, this is what um, Reality Steve and Spivey talked about yesterday too. They were like, it's, there's a difference between like coming to your page and bullying you and holding public figures accountable. So like with this whole like Rachel shitstorm, she has had like a huge, like her percentage of growth. Like if you look at bachelor data, Instagram, her percentage of growth has been really high, which calculates into ads and money and clout and things. These black women on the show that are amazing, like Mish, we love Mish, Brie, their, you know, their numbers aren't as high. So like, they're not going to come off of the show and have all of these same money-making opportunities as the people that you follow and the, you know, Kits and the Rachels of the world. Like, I don't even know if I'm making any sense. No, you are. Like, uh, I'm just looking up the numbers right now. And the numbers are good. I was, they were kind of covering them on... Like, I think the top four. The top women. five are white girls. Well, yeah, white Abigail, girls, and then Brie is like Abigail's six. half Korean. Um, so she's she's third biggest following. But somebody did make a point. She is white passing. I mean. She's very, yeah, she is white passing. I didn't know she was half Korean until you said that right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there are five women above 
and they have like at least five times as many um like I, i'll try to hold this up but my phone's also cracked yeah, um, also you guys just go to at bachelor data there's so much good shit there i'll just i should just put the infographic well, like even there. okay so like rachel Lindsay, our first black bachelor like she has been in the public eye for so long she has hosting gigs across the board she hasn't even hit a million followers yet wild because she's on mtv she's on extra she's, she's been on, on sports center yeah like, she's all over mm -hmm. yeah i mean it is it is disproportionate um that yeah brie is the next highest uh after kit who's fifth and it's it's like the bar for kit is here and then brie's here like it's not even close that the these remaining women of color have are not even close yeah so like we're not sitting here saying like come like we should be doxing rachel and her family and like we're not we don't want to bully her but like we everyone in the world that it, of the bachelor that is on more of like a liberal side that like kind of cares about like the feelings we're all kind of just waiting for her statement we all kind of want to hear like what she thinks of what people like the the stories that are connected to her name mm -hmm. the tea that we got from the reality steve spivey live was that so reality steve has been in contact with like three either family members or friends of Rachel. Um, not Rachel Lindsay past Bachelor, Rachel from this season of Bachelor. Rachel Kirkconnell? Kirkconnell, yeah. Yeah, Rachel K. Uh, <laughs> Special K. Uh, she, I've been told by Reality Steve that, that the ABC has said, do not make a statement do not say anything like basically she's been on a gag order and not able to speak and then the old self pictures came out mm -hmm. this weekend and they were like okay you're gonna have to make a statement mm -hmm. and so it's been like partial cover they ass partial i mean or or they kind of just don't give a shit like it kind of seems like abc like doesn't care that there's some racial backlash but now that it's like hit a a moment of high that's high enough they've had to send other people so we got a chris harrison interview he with rachel did, Lindsay on X. which was just like so i don't know if you guys watched it it's only 13 minutes long it's brief and it is fully disgusting <laughs> i mean it should have been even more brief because nothing gets talked about he just talks in circles he defends all of he cries like a big white baby That's yeah all he does. yeah i mean he doesn't let uh rachel talk at all and just shuts her down he talks every over time. her like i'm kate and she's sammy <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get a word in intro <laughs> i'm so heated over this because it was just so frustrating to watch somebody who is so unqualified speak on a topic that he had no right to talk over somebody who was qualified to speak on this, who was just asking very thoughtful questions. I would have just stopped Margaret. him and said, why are you here? What like, do you even fight? Who are you like, who are you even fighting to protect? I understand, I understand that the trolls that have been coming for Rachel and her family it's been excessive. It's been oh, yeah. a lot, but I'm, I have to say 
people are coming for her hard because she hasn't said a thing. And that's because ABC hasn't allowed her to say a thing. And now instead of letting her like release a statement and take responsibility for her actions and apologize and want to move forward, they're like, you know, it would be better. Let's roll out this white fuckity fuck Chris Harrison against the only other black lead we've ever had and let him look like an absolute clown. Well, besides Tasia. this, This whole season has like, air the Mm -hmm. disgusting white fragility that we have like the victorias the chris harrisons the mjs the i mean what has been lovely is that the fan base seems to be attacking all of this i mean it just seems like the fan base is very like no quit doing this and yeah, the base is, uh, there's a petition. Here's a call to action for everybody. Sign the petition, getting Chris Harrison booted. As yeah, host. we'll link it below. <laughs> yeah. <For kids. laughs> in the show notes, it's in my story. We're not canceling him, but he doesn't need to have this job anymore. He is not the right person for this job. You know he what? He's not protecting the contestants. He is not protecting his black lead. He is not, he's, in, he's not helping anyone. He just, just oh. looks like an asshole. It was a weird product placement for his book. He he had his book behind him. He had, I think, something else that he was sponsored by, Manly Bands, which seemed Manly like- Manly is his company. That's yeah. his, like, his little spinoff company, which, like, great. Go write your books and sell your Manly Bands and go back to House Hunters as a yeah. host. We don't yeah. need you here anymore. Or just don't be in the public eye. I mean, you you are a complete dinosaur of a different era that we don't need these like white sympathizing hosts that just don't care about any other experience but their own hetero, cis, normative, like. Yeah, he was so protective because he was like, well, people come for me all the time. And it's like, okay, well, maybe look at your actions. And don't just like insecurity vomit all over the fucking world. Like we don't need to hear from you. Yeah. They're not attacking you for the color of your skin, Chris. We are. No. Well, and he also, Ashley Spivey did. I mean, if you need to learn anything from this show is like, just follow Ashley Spivey. (laughs) She was like, I think she's like, I read a lot and I love speeches and I love like the written and the spoken word. It's very important to me. And the words he chose to highlight in this 15 minute interview with Rachel Lindsay, judge, jury, and executioner. Black people don't get a judge or a jury. They literally just get a police executioner. So like, that's an ugly thing. They said they wanted to throw throw Rachel in the river, which like you and I covered that last week. Throw down the river is a very racially um, driven statement. And especially like- Also, he didn't listen to us talk about cultural competency. All he has to do all anyone has to do is say, I don't know. The culture that I was raised with is white supremacy. And so I need more information and I need to grow from that. Yeah. I mean, he should have said to Rachel, like Rachel Lindsay, I'm not, I know I'm not qualified to have this conversation, but I would really love to hear your take because you are way more qualified for this than I am. And we've also had precedent for that because they drag her ass out every time we have to have a racial conversation. Remember they brought her on to, I think it was Colton season. There was like 
a lot of backlash against the black contestants and Rachel Lindsay had to have like a fireside chat. They didn't allow Chris Harrison to speak to this. They brought Lindsay or they brought Rachel out and they were like, please discuss this on this like weird finale episode. So ABC knows that Chris should not be talking about race. And then they sent his ass to talk to Rachel about race. And like, he played this, he has this, um, here to make friends talks about his role as like this benevolent father figure on the show. And it is, they're like, it's really dangerous and it has only gotten worse. And like, that's exactly what we saw on that live with yes. him being like, he's like, Rachel, we have fun. Like we, we can talk about, about these hard chats all the time. Like you and me, like we would go back first forever. And it's like, okay, great. But that's not what this chat is about. And the fact that you won't let a black woman speak to the world about this racist interaction you have from a contestant on your show is sick. And, yeah. I mean, she was merely asking just very thoughtful questions from him and just getting nooch. Not even nooch, just like full interrupt speaking. Like, I feel like she tries to ask questions and tries to like carry on an interview for five minutes. And then the rest of it is just like, okay. Uh, and then like Chris just is like. Oh, and then another thing like, ooh, we have to be nice to her because this is a poor girl's, I mean, this almost we're ruining this poor girl's life what about the you want to talk about the person that we're ruining like remember jubilee on ben's season they brought her back on paradise and re-trauma re-triggered her all over mm -hmm. again and then just like drug it out all over tv they never checked in with her we never talked about how jubilee is doing here to make friends reached out to have her on the pod they were like oh we hear you're in new york now like we would love if you wanted to come talk about the show and she was like this isn't a slight to the show. This isn't a slight to you guys, but for my mental health, I have to just disconnect myself. And this isn't like, I can't publicly connect myself to this anymore yeah. because nobody held her hand. Nobody was like, oh, everyone is coming and hating her. Like, it's very interesting to see the support of The Bachelor being mm -hmm. this girl, Rachel Kay, when... I, yeah. it's it's just gross and people just need to do better like all Chris had to do was like it's really too bad that we're doxing her grandma while her grandpa is in the hospital with COVID literally people were calling her grandma Rachel Kirkakowick or whatever her name is. <laughs> they were calling her grandma and like what do you think about your grandkids bad racist activities going to this like frat party that's obviously too far we need yeah. to we need to bring that stuff to front. We need, it's not, it's okay to hold her accountable. She's a public figure now, but now we need to give her the grace to like make a statement, show us that she's possibly learned and like is being anti-racist. But A, we need to see- Or if she's gonna double down, then you at least know where she stands on the issue and that you just can't change her yeah. and that you just, you have to move on. From that. Well, and also, like, I'm not saying we should fully bully her, but like, if she says, I don't give a shit, I lead by example, and I'm not racist, like, tell the show, unfollow that woman, give her no ad space, give her no holds, anything, don't click over on anything. Anybody. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. 
It's, yeah. I mean, like, I think yeah. that's the only way that we should be interacting with people who we don't agree with or, you know, people who are actually out there actively hurting people is like, yeah, unfollow them. Don't engage with any of their content, not even to get into flame wars with other people on there. And, nope. you know, tell the shows and the, the, the avenues that they're working through, tell them that you're not interested in seeing them and that that's your money at work. Like, do we need to pull our four watches a week from The Bachelor? Yeah. We're having a moment right now. We've only like, watched we it twice this week. So we're doing, we pull back. <laughs> and I have and I shared my first Hulu. viewing with two other people. So like numbers wise, like really, where are we? But like, we did start this podcast as like, you're a love coach and I'm a bachelor fan. And like, this is a great way to like dissect people and how they date and like the weird messages that we're sending out into the world. But it's like, if the show cannot bring itself to learn from its own mistakes, like they cast racist ass Lee on Rachel Lindsay's season. And we're here again with like Rachel Krakowczyk, who like hasn't scrubbed her Instagram, does not understand. I mean, why? I don't know, you guys. I it's mean, really, really. The casting vetting process, if all of these non-existent. people. It's not. I mean, if people are able to dig all of this up in like 1.5 seconds like your casting department is not doing a good job and if even if they find these things and they still allow it to go through why are they not going hey um in order for us to cast you you should probably delete this 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 and this but I don't know I mean I think it's almost good that we aren't getting that experience of things getting scrubbed so that we do get to see who these people Absolutely. are. Absolutely. This is an insanely beautiful learning experience. And also Ashley Spivey said something on Twitter last week that was like, we can, we can see and understand that Rachel and her family have, they are racist because they didn't even think to take this off the internet. Like this to them was like completely acceptable, great behavior that they didn't even go back and delete these tweets, go back and delete cultural appropriation, like, which I don't even understand how you haven't heard about cultural appropriation. I don't even think I can wear my hair in two braids anymore because of what I've heard about cultural appropriation. So the fact that you think you can wear all the things that you have in your pictures is crazy. Yeah. crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, with the hair thing, I've been studying it a lot and they say if it's more than two braids, it goes into cultural appropriation territory. And if you're specifically going into a hair place and asking for boxer braids, you know, the boxer braids are racist. Absolutely. Yeah. When you go in asking for that Kardashian look, that was appropriating from black culture. But if you just wear French braid, like two French braids, you're fine. Two Dutch the, braids. The, I've been following. So like with the 2020 stuff, I've been like trying to do more anti-racist work and follow different voices for me obviously we are two white blonde girls covering the, the bachelor. two whitest girls <laughs> in the room <laughs> and a lot of my friends look like you and look like me and so I wanted to do a good job of like diversifying what I'm seeing on my feed and diversifying 
information that I'm taking in from the world. And like, there was not one moment of Rachel being like, oh yeah, I want to learn other things. Oh, but these, so what I was saying, the girls, the ladies that I follow, the ladies. a lot of them are saying no two braids. They say white women can only do one braid. It's and I think that's fine, but that's really hard for me. <laughs> I, yeah, I, one braid looks terrible on me. Um, but I, I hear different things because I'm in a group of 20, that's like 30,000 women uh, now. I can't divulge too much about the group because it's a secret, but there have been multiple conversations about appropriation and hair. That is a huge topic in that group because you often get white girls going, I want somebody to do uh, lots of braids in my hair, like really tight braids, because I'm going to a festival and it becomes a huge shitstorm um, yeah. every time. And the general consensus in there was anything more than two braids, not okay. That works so, for me. I only have like three strands of hair, so I could really only work with one braid. So I guess that's fine. I did try to do three braids once. I didn't have enough hair for three braids. I have enough for all of the braids. But you have 10 pounds of hair on that head. Fully yeah. yours. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's How funny. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I think about if I were to be on one of these shows and people would assume I, I had like uh one of those halos of hair or like clip-ins and stuff oh my gosh she's like I gotta go see Sammy's extensionist she is incredible and you're like no, I can't God. even take me the... literally an hour to blow dry this it's not cute it's not fun it's a lot of hair it is I have to section it into eight sections I just brush my hair before I wash it and then it dries just like this <laughs> I yeah I my hair would never dry if I air dried it yeah, I know a lot of people who have like moldy buns because they like wash their hair, it doesn't dry, and then they put it in top knot. Gross. That would never happen to me. My hair would dry before I even had the chance of like grabbing it and putting it in a bun. It's dry. Yeah. No, I've I've had to go to sleep with um my two my two braids uh just to give me something and so I wouldn't have yeah. to use a hair dryer and my hair will still be wet fully the next day. And I will have to like take them out, blow dry it, and then try to put them back in so that my God, <laughs> but it's, yeah. What too much hair, too much hair guys. <laughs> what we are trying to say is we are in an age of information mm -hmm. where, where you can just find things out. Mm -hmm. I under, so Rachel's still young. So like I am saying this is a 32 two year old woman. I have gone through menti menti phases of, oh, this thing I was taught in my white Mormon culture isn't correct yeah. and let's regroup and go from there. But like, I, that for me is like a little bit rooted in self-loathing. Like I didn't like the person that I was raised to be. And so I've been actively looking for happier and more accepting places. A lot of people, especially younger people in the South privileged, da, 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 da they haven't had that moment of like, oh, I actually don't like this person that I have been raised to be and haven't had a chance to do it. Rachel, this is probably her first instance yeah. of learning about it. 
And so I'm sure she's kind of taking it all in and just like waiting. And now I, it's like, I understand. And also I'm sure has, you know, I don't know if she like has Matt on speed dial or can text him. Like they went through a lot in this show. I don't know how far she makes it, but like, I feel like she should be able to be like, oh my God, like, can you help? Like, or even so just Google, I don't know. Just Google. Basically, she wants to make a statement and ABC said no. Um, or, and then they said, okay, you can do it, but we're going to control you. And it's like a hundred words. So now she's dealing with her react, like, her reaction to her being racist, the world's reaction to her being racist, and ABC's being a bunch of fucking misogynists. Remember when Garrett from Becca's season had a whole history of things? I don't know what they told him he could do, but he released a 300 plus word statement on the episode one, got ahead of it, did all the things. And Rachel hasn't been given that same grace by production. I'm sure she's trying to just be like a good girl, follow the rules. Yeah. But like, this has to be so frustrating. Oh, I mean, they, and we're all frustrated too, because it's like, you're a public figure and we want to hold you accountable and we don't even know what you think. Yeah. I mean, she sat on this for six weeks. These allegations weeks. started as soon as she was announced. I mean, yeah. all of the fans deep dive and find these things out. And it's just what well, that Sammy, it's not even a deep dive, it's like a shallow dive because oh, yeah, it's a very shallow dive. Laid, laid bare on the internet. Like it's, it's like so right on her it. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> right on her Instagram. Yeah. And and I feel like it's only gotten worse because it's allowed people, since they're not getting any kind of statement from her, now they're like, okay, well, now I need to go through her family's posts. Now I need to go through her friends' posts and just start yeah. digging to build a case. When we don't have like a loop, we do, we don't have a loop end to like close this story. We don't have a thing we hear from her. We're gonna, people are gonna have to source information from somewhere else. So like, that's what's happening here. And it's just so annoying. ABC could have just put, like push out a statement. We'll help you with our PR people. Like we can do, 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 like it doesn't have to be this. And now yeah. Rachel's life is just kind of in like a free fall. She'll be fine. Like she's not going to be canceled. She has so many followers. She's going to be okay. be okay. But it's just like this show lets their people down yeah. every single time. We usually don't see them like shitting on their lead of choice, but like Juan Pablo completely wrecked. Claire completely wrecked. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't understand how this is the team that's making a show. Obviously, people are watching that it is the most popular dating show in America and probably now in the world. I think just it's because one of, of the like, oldest. But it's just like, it's really yucky. Like, and, and so transparent. Like, I feel like I'm just complaining. No. So much complaining, but it's just. <laughs> <sighs> no, it's okay. I mean at least all of this is being brought to her attention hope our hope is that she's taking all of this feedback in and that she's saying you know what I want to be a better person I'm sure all of her and her friends have never seen how these actions affect other people not like them and mm -hmm. this is the first time seeing that and so it it can be jarring and uh I think just if they had some kind of PR team that just said you know what, or, or a therapist, God forbid, a coach, anyone, somebody that would anyone. be like, 
hey, let's chat about this. You know, what what are what feelings are the are, are is all of this bringing up in you? Let's talk through them and then like, you know what? Here's the deal. These actions hurt people. Like have another white person educate her because it is not fair for black people to continuously have to educate us time and time again. It's exhausting. Yes. Or, I mean, so what Ashley Spivey and Reality Steve talked about, they did some call to action. It's like a 90 minute live. If you guys want to tune in, it's on Reality Steve's page. We'll, we'll cover most of the stuff, but they did a call to action at the end. And Ashley Spivey's like, I'm very dedicated to doing anti-racist stuff. There are courses you can take. And she throws out names. We'll, we can link this in our show notes. I'll put it in my stuff. But she was like, there are courses you can take. You have to pay money because we can't expect these black women to do this emotional labor for us like yeah. we should pay them for their knowledge we should pay them for their expertise and she's like there are books there are uh taylor mocha tay mocha is her instagram taylor is her name i don't know i don't remember her last name right now but she was on nick season of the bachelor she was like the one that was pitted against corinne she has a podcast um that was released in either may or june of 2020 called the name of, of the episode is white people if you don't want to pay for shit, listen to that. Let the money go to the ads. And like, she will lay it all out for you. And Google. I mean, Google, yeah, Google. Yeah. And I, it's just so hard. It's hard for us because like, we don't know what Rachel's thoughts are because we don't have a statement. We have her being like, saw green juice once and now I'm wearing a tie-dye set on my outfit. Like she's doing a full influencer Instagram and I know she's trying to like stay above the public fray, but it's like, we kind we need to hear what you think. Mm -hmm. Like the show needs to allow her to speak. Yeah. It's only going to keep further negatively impacting her. I don't know if she's losing followers at this point, um, but she was the lead in follower counts until Katie passed her up. I don't know if the other girls are passing her up too now, but yeah um within the last couple days katie passed her up uh okay on. i mean that makes sense with like katie showing on this episode and the and, and she, the possible tea that we might be having from the filming of the women tell all also katie's a fucking badass and everyone should be following her katie's one of my favorite contestants of all time she just was i still think she needs if she does not show up to that woman tell all in a xena the warrior princess costume She's canceled. canceled. <laughs> canceling is bad unless it's Katie not wearing a Xena costume and then we are canceling her. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just railing on everybody all the time. <laughs> this might have to be its own episode. Of Kate has feelings and a beauty light. <laughs> Kate at eight. Kate at eight, baby. You know, educate yourselves. There's lots of resources. Um, Googling what some of these words mean, cultural appropriation. There's a lot of articles on these things. Sign up for the anti-racism anti -racism daily. Yeah. I'm on beer too, y'all. Yeah, like there's lots of ways for us to educate ourselves as white people. But the best thing you can do is just admit that you're dumb and you're also really dumb and like you're, you're listening yeah, you're because open you're dumb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, all it is. Just uh, you know, if somebody calls you out on something, just be open for the the feedback of it and thank them for taking the time to check you. 
It's yeah, a, or if someone calls out another white person and you want to defend them, think about it. Is that, are you being triggered because you're a bad person, Chris Harrison? I don't know. I also, mean, sign the petition to get a new host. We need Rachel Lindsay as the new host of The Bachelor. If Doesn't she's not to Rachel Lindsay, it's just not Chris Harrison. Yeah, He's this bad, bad, benevolent dad who's like keeping us in a weird time frame. We need some, we need something new, something fresh. Also fire your entire team of producers and get more diversity or cancel the show. You know, maybe just cancel the show. Burn it to the ground, start over. Yeah, there were a bunch of times where my sister was like, I hate this show. Why are we watching this? And my brother-in-law was like, you said it. I'm going to record that. Can you say it one more time? So when you try to watch this next season, I can say you hate this show. <laughs> I go through it myself every season. I, yeah. I'm always hopeful for the next season to be better. And it's the same shit over and yeah. over again. We got I, a really nice bright light with Taisha, which is why we are here recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it is emotionally exhausting and taxing to watch just, yeah, these, these uh, just bad behaviors all around. Um, bad behaviors and just like unnecessary trauma. Yeah. And there's a lot of like triggering uh, behaviors towards dating and love that come up that uh, often make me question my own attitudes and like they'll trigger stuff that I've worked through a lot of times where I'm like, yeah, oh, I don't like watching that. <laughs> Victoria being a mean girl, like that was my dance studio vibe. That was the vibe at my own house growing up. And like that casual, just like meanness all the time was extremely triggering to me. Cause that's like a comfortable place for me. Like that's a comfortable spot for me to want to <laughs> go into when I'm unhappy and I'm not feeling my strongest. So like, I mean, the show, it brings out the word though. Like it gets us talking. I, you know how much content and shit I took in today just to get prepared for us to record this too much shit. My sister's like, this is a full-time job. And I was like, well, duh, I'm a professional podcaster, <laughs> but I also have another ass? 40 hour work week that I, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also taking care of my little nephew too. So it's been like a really fun, I'm tired. Can you imagine being a black woman in this world? Yeah. I feel like, for them. It, it's, it's black history month, Venmo, a black woman, you know, a thousand dollars. She deserves it. 100%. And more. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Like, 